Today on Talk About That, I give my dog table food and wonder if I'm too old for TikTok. Meanwhile, John claims he never cheated in school, but learns he has something in common with his serial killer. Also, we read a list of 10 cognitive distortions and ponder why we suffer from all of them. Today's episode is not sponsored by Christmas Sweaters for Cats. It's the most festive way to abuse your pet. Let's go. Another Monday, another round of comical and intellectual stylings with John and Johnny. <laughs> you're, really, you're really overselling this thing. Yeah. I don't know how much intellectual you're going to get. No. But, uh, or comical, for that matter. You'll get some comedic things It's the most wonderful time of the year, Yeah, they say. I like Christmas time. I feel like you're you're very you're very cynical against it, aren't you? I'm not cynical. I did read this tweet today that said something like, "They don't wish people happy holidays because not all of the holidays are not the holidays aren't happy for everybody or something like that." It was yeah. like they they said, "I wish you a a gentle holiday." Okay, just more like I hope there's peace. Yeah, you know, because some people just have you know trauma associated with these these days, or they're apprehensive about going home with their family for whatever reason or whatever it is. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Sometimes I think the internet's too weird about that stuff. Like uh, you post a thing and people go like, "You didn't cover this one, right?" You know, you didn't talk about everybody, so I'm gonna like call you out on it. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things of like. I think Acuff said that he was like, if you post like, I like oranges, people were like, my dad's allergic to oranges. How could you be so insensitive? You know, so that's not, you know, somebody says Merry Christmas. I just say Merry Christmas. But but I think there is something to it, like where you have to, you recognize there's like, there's a lot of pain this time of year for some people. And uh, it's a great way to start the show. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, um, I always wait till the end to do this. But if you want to support the show, talk about that podcast.com. All the episodes are archived there. Yeah, um, we're glad to provide that. The show is free, but if you want to support the show, uh, it helps us make more things. And we're actually we purchased some equipment. We're actually got some things on the move. We're going to be doing some cool things in the new year, and uh, so this helps us do things like that. I don't know. You guys think we say that all the time? Yeah, but this is we're for real this time. Yeah, <laughs> but if you want to do that, talk about that podcast dot com. We always wait till the end of the show to do that, and uh, so I wanted to put it up front because I know. Uh, Sometimes people are just like, here we go. They're in their spiel. So does that mean we have to do it at the end still? Yeah, we'll do it front, okay. back, and then somewhere in the middle. <laughs> do it again. It's just, uh, there'll be an 800 number scrolling on the new video when we start the uh, yeah. video. That'd be great. So, But anyway, so yeah, we have some things uh, on the move. And so uh, you can follow us on talkaboutthepodcast.com and, and learn more about the show. And if you want to go back and listen, binge, if you will. Yeah. People are binging on the holidays. They, let me tell you, Johnny. You saw I There's attacked, a plate of cookies in every room. Is that, That's how you... I attacked that loaf of bread at lunch today like it had done something bad to my family. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. man. You, I guess if someone did something bad to my family, I probably wouldn't attack them like I would a loaf of bread. That'd be weird. Be different. Like, be a weird move. Come here, put this butter on you. You know, yeah. like, but... but. <laughs> It's not the same. Not the same move. It's not an apples to apples comparison. Uh, but I did a video last night on uh, TikTok because we have a fascinating ritual that's going on in my house right now. My dog Toby. Uh, we have two dogs, Toby and Daisy. Toby has these two hot spots. Do you know what hot spots are on a dog? It's where I, like a dog gets a little Is bit. Is that of where a, you get good Wi-Fi coverage? Yeah, Is it a- it's like <laughs> my dog. <laughs> So, no, they get, like, a little, like, whatever, itchy place, and then they bite on it and lick on it, and it gets infected, yeah. and then it gets worse and worse because they can't stay away from it. Yeah. 
So you have to go get them on antibiotics, on, and you got to put. Won't that preach? Isn't that just like our like lives? Like a dog returns to its hotspot. Yeah. So does the so fool return to the his psalm. fool to his folly. Anyway, we had to put the cone of shame on, which wasn't a real cone. It was like the. Uh, it looks like a life preserver. <laughs> okay. And so you put it around his neck. It's and the you, donut pillow of it's shame. A donut, it's a donut pillow, like you'd sit on when you break your coccyx. <laughs> and uh, so you. So he can't reach his tail and his like back. His rear flank was where this one uh, bad place was getting. So we take him to the doctor, they the vet, and uh, not my doctor. It's a different doctor. He has his own. <laughs> and <laughs> what are you doing with that dog in here? No. So they put this. They gave us all this stuff, and so he has to take pills. So the pill ritual is kind of funny because I learned this a long time ago. When you pill a dog, there's tricks to do it. Like I've, we've done peanut butter, we've done all these things. We wrapped it in ham. That's what we've been doing. We take like cold cuts. You wrap it in ham. Give the dog the ham. He eats the ham. But then the other dog, Daisy, dogs, and I learned this, dogs have an innate sense of fairness. Oh, yeah. And so if they see one dog getting something, the, the dog immediately to attention, like, all right. So one time I'll, I'll, I'll test her. Like if I give Toby a chip and then I give Toby another chip, she's like, what, what are you doing? She gives it look like, you're messing <laughs> up the rotation. So I did a video last night to kind of, talk about that whole thing because daisy like waits for her ham because she gets the ham without the pill obviously mm. and uh she makes these ham noises like anticipatory ham noises like a grunt it's it's really weird it's almost like an awake snore it's like <laughs> ham is coming it's very it's disgusting and very job of the hut but the, my favorite part about the whole thing was and what i said on the end of the video was that my favorite thing is to think that toby is somewhere like yeah, I had these horrible sores uh, on my backside, but I've been eating ham and it's clearing up. Like <laughs> the idea that dogs—that's that's his mindset. Yeah. Like I think when I get in the car to go somewhere without them, they always think that I'm going to the park or to yeah. McDonald's because yeah. when we go out together, I take them to the park, and sometimes I take them to McDonald's and we get a double cheeseburger. I'm a bad pet owner because every now and again I'll get them a double cheeseburger to eat. Wow. And so, and then I realized, like, they freak out when I leave the house without them. And I think it's because they think every time I leave the house, I'm going to the park and to McDonald's. Right. That's all you without do. Without them. Yeah. That's all I do. And I mean, it's probably 50% of what you do. It is. It's a but, lot. <laughs> Why did I hear somewhere you're not supposed to feed dogs pork? Pork? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know and, that. And grapes. You're not supposed to feed them grapes. grapes or chocolate. Gra grapes and chocolate is definitely one. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, some kind of nuts that you don't feed them. But I've never heard pork. Wow. I hope it's not pork because we've given our dogs bacon like oh. too many times to. Well, nobody said it on the. I kept waiting on that for the video. By the way, like when you post a video How like that, dare where you're, you're, you. yeah, it's like <laughs> people were. People did say do peanut butter. This is how you pill a dog or whatever. I inter interesting me that you're using pill as a verb. Here's pill. how you here's how you pill your dog. Yeah, yeah. How about give your dog a pill? Like I didn't. I didn't know you could. Like I don't. I think it's because that's what they call it at vet clinics, and that's my wife worked at a vet clinic for years. Okay, so, you, so it's like an inside language. First of all, just to tell you, peel a dog. I was like, that's hey, I don't. <laughs> There's more than one ways peel to it. peel a dog. <laughs> what is the one way everyone knows? Um, I, I, you know, that's very interesting. So, how many TikTok things do you do? You don't do a lot of TikTok. No, no. This is, I'm just trying to get into it. I was like, you know, this is a funny little like yeah. thing, and my it's like very window into my life, and so I thought I'll just post this. And so we'll see. It's interesting because I well, so believe it or not, guys, there really are some. It went huge, viral, by the way, and I'm I've already monetized right. that clip. Johnny's already outgrown the podcast. I quit the show. This is the last show. Yeah, 
<laughs> we sat down at lunch today. I was like, so I've met with some people about the podcast and you're out. Yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, it was a tough. Brought in another comedian and another me. Um, I, we are meeting with some new partners actually and doing something like huge, huge changes to the podcast. We're additions. They're not, we're not, Johnny, we're never going to lose that lovable. Bart, Bart Durham is a sponsor now. Maybe you heard of him. <laughs> That's a very Nashville inside very joke. Nashville thing, He's yeah. the local like. Uh, injury lo- attorney. Injury attorney. Yeah. I don't want to say ambulance chaser, but. Well, Bart Durham. I don't think I can hurt Bart Durham at this point. He's doing okay. Let me tell you something. He looks on the commercials like he, either he's been sick or he's like 112. Like I can't tell. But I he, don't think that's his natural hair color. I don't think so. It's a very he, bright red, and he is—he looks like the Crypt Keeper. I mean, he looks nice. He's always—he mm, he looks like a nice person. I'm sure he's done a lot to help people. I don't know. He, I don't have anything against Bart Durham. I think he needs to get someone else to represent his commercials at this point. Well, I don't know. There's it comes a time when you age out. What do you know. think? No, I'm doing this forever. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody was uh, back in the TikTok thing. Someone was I was meeting with one of our creative partners that are kind of advising us, consulting uh-huh. and helping us along with some things. And uh, Jeffrey and Allie were in the meeting as well. And um, everybody, because I'm talking to multiple people on some platform things right now, and they're all like, yeah, "You should do TikTok," you know. And when it, when it came down to it, everyone in the room who also had their own sort of platforms. They all admitted that none of them do TikTok because they're all intimidated by it. I think people of our generation are very much like, I'm going to be the boomer. Like if I do this, I'm really proud of you. You put a TikTok video up because I think think nothing's more like Instagram all day. It's fine. But but TikTok's like, oh, man, I'm in I'm in the younger generation's world here. Yeah. Don't look even though it's all stupid. Don't look stupid. What if I don't look stupid enough? That looks stupid. There's people that are. There's definitely people my age that are doing it. They have a niche or they have a whatever. Do you say niche or niche? Niche. Do you I ever say niche? Uh, I've people say that. I think niche is you wrong. You find your niche. And I'm like, I, I'm, I think niche is wrong. I'm intimidated to use that word. We talk about a, all the things I'm intimidated about. But to your point about getting older and like, he's like, I was going to do this. Like, it's our Bart Dura moment where we just go, like, look, been, I'm the face of this. I'm doing this forever. I do think it's interesting. Like, um, so Curry's dad. Um, it's on TikTok. Curry's dad, no. Curry's dad uh, is either taking, I think he may be taking CBD now, or he's giving CBD to her mom who has chronic pain. Anyway, it's just fascinating to me that old people are just like, all right, CBD is sure. the thing that we're not going to demonize anymore. And the, the favorite part was he said, this is the CBD that Charles Stanley sells. What? And I said, this can't be because I remember seeing like a Facebook ad and it said it had Charles Stanley's face on and it said, blah, blah, blah. When I retired from the ministry, blah, blah. And I was like, this is he. They're going to get so sued. Charles Stanley is not selling CBD. And it's true, evidently. Like there is a Charles Stanley endorsed CBD. So it's not like his own CBD. He's an endorser. He's an endorser of okay. it. And so it's just so funny that like a guy who probably in the early part of his ministry just demonized every whatever. And now he's just like, hey, I retired from the ministry. Let's all go do pain management somewhere. <laughs> and and so now other old people are like, well, I trust Charles, Charles Stanley. He wouldn't lead me wrong. And so they're taking CBD because Charles Stanley said it was the good stuff. Charles Stanley does not strike me as someone who would be, again, it's a, it's a household name. Like I'm not saying he's right. not, but doesn't strike me as someone who would do endorsements of any sort. I don't know, man. 
know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see, I mean, unless it was like a book endorsement, you know, or something. Yeah. But not a product endorsement. I'm going to look up to make sure that I'm not like besmirching his name because maybe my dad thinks it's Charles Stanley and like somebody's selling him a line of bag of goods or whatever, a bill bill of goods, if you will. Yeah. Charles, I'm looking up Charles Stanley. CBD. Okay. Let's see. Cannabis gummies with fruit. Charles Stan, Dr. Charles Stanley. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know what he. What he, How he's connected to it. But there's a connection. But on But there's it. something going. The on. The internet said it. We don't right. know exactly. They would what never. It, they would never write anything that wasn't true. Right. Interesting. Interesting. I, oh, and then there's a f- article right below this that says Charles Stanley colon not selling CBD. Oh. So I don't know. Post fa- posts falsely tie evangelical leader to camp. So here's the thing. <laughs> So then they bought the product. For whatever reason, they bought this thinking it was Charles Stanley. I don't know. This is like this is I'm gonna, like I'm, gonna, a- I'm gonna call I'm gonna call Carrie's dad today and be like, You're just getting high for nothing. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but you're going straight to hell. <laughs> Charles Stanley called. <laughs> he said, No. Let me Grace spits out the gummy. You know, that'd be interesting. I wonder if we could just act like someone's endorsing us. Yeah. Get That's all movement we need. on it. And then when they come issue a letter, like, well, I don't know why he would have been so we'll be like, look, up in arms about but it. But we've gained 20,000 more followers. Yeah, if you late. want in on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. then we invite him to the table. Yeah. Now you're a real endorser. I wonder how many times that's happened. Huh. Uh, what was the movie? Shoot. Actually, it was uh, The Morning Show. Apple TV. Oh, okay. Sure. Or, yeah. Not a sponsor. Apple, Apple Plus. Uh, the, she gets up and there's... They've lost the co-host. You know, it's just supposed to be like Good Morning America. Yeah. Or the, the, actually the Today Show, I think. Yeah, the Matt Lauer yeah. scandal. And like at this like awards thing, she announces her own co-host without right. the network knowing, but there's nothing the network can do now. Yeah. She took the power. Like they can't. They can't kill the story. Right. Yeah. It's now a huge story and they would look like fools, like they don't have control of their anchor, which mm-hmm. they don't. But they have to, you know, keep playing the game. So- that's what we need to do. We need to find the we need to find the endorser and and go ahead and make the power play. Take the power away and say, hey, let's pick, let's pick somebody. Take the you? ball away. Go back the other way. Take the ball away. Hey, yeah, pick one. Uh, is that what you're going to do to me? Bart you're going to announce you're going to announce a new co-host <laughs> just to blindside me. <laughs> hey, Johnny's excited with me right here. Yeah, uh, you just bring somebody in like it's the uh, Maury Povich show. Gosh, that'd be great. And he's right outside the room. <laughs> and then you guys get up, and I have some big bouncer in here that separates you. God, that'd be great. You've packed my stuff into a box. One of the things we can say, I, I, and we weren't going to tease this, but this would be interesting if this scenario were to happen in the future because we are prob- we are highly uh, – it's highly probable we're going to add some level of a video component to the podcast soon. Mm-hmm. So could you imagine – if we did stuff like that, I would need to fix my hair today. I look. A little I was wild. thinking here what people would be looking at. I look a little wild today. I got a little, a little haggard. Well, you're a road comic, bro. Just yeah, just, but I'm not on the road right now. Just, <laughs> I'm home. This is just like I'm home. home, and I have a shower. And yeah. I, have, just, I have the means to. <laughs> are we going to dress up if we do that? I don't know. I or don't take I a think shower. People want to see us. We come our, in pretty haggard a lot on the podcast. It's like we run in and you yeah. Know, I would say there probably will need to be an element of 
No. But I'm not going to put on makeup or anything. No. Drew, just all natural. We're going exactly as we are. They have filters on these things. They oh, can I'm sure. clean us up. Put a little Clarendon on us. I'm sure. A little what? Clarendon? Was oh, one of the oh, filter the names. Filter, yeah. These filters' names are always. Somebody said that the other day that they went to, you know, you go to a white private school when all of your classmates' first names sound like Instagram filters. It sounded <laughs> like Whitmire. It was like <laughs> Sierra. Emerson. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Sierra. That's great. Oh, by the way, I was now, up in the attic uh, getting stuff out. Speaking of, speaking of white privilege, uh, you and, and your attic. I came across all of my um, yearbooks. Oh and yeah, brought them, brought them down. If I think my senior one, are you showing them to Sadie? Oh yeah, we look, sat and looked look, through. Look how cool your daddy was. Look at this, Sade. Uh, she did. She's all into that. You were stuff. class president, though. I was. That's got to be. I was class that's president. I was class president every year, but my freshman year, and that's when I ran on a ticket for student council as the only freshman running, and my ticket lost. Uh, but that really was not me, Johnny. I was just one of the guys on the ticket. Right, that's about the party. So that's platform. when I took my my political career back into my own hands and made sure I was running for president every time. You've got to do it. It was it was like Scarlett O'Hara. Like I will, I shall never be unelected again like is god is my witness like yeah. it was one of those kinds of actually i don't think it was but yeah. it was just trying to get my resume built up so i hope as a high school freshman you referred to it as a scarlet o'hara moment just to see the other kids go like what is this guy doing what we is... picked the wrong candidate i did join every club possible that was a funny thing okay so we're gonna count how many clubs on club picture day you know oh, steven yeah. who's my college roommate uh-huh. and my wedding you know hilarious guy he's an attorney in nashville now and very just just brilliant brilliant guy and um, I, mean, I kind of wish you were more like him, to be honest with you now. Huh. I, I just described him. I was like, wow, what why, a really why cool isn't he, friend. Why isn't he on the show? <laughs> <laughs> and so Stephen and I would get into all the pictures. Yeah. Like, this is a huge, you know, club picture and make faces or make some sort of funny, you know. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, it's like I sent myself a joke 25 years into the future. Yeah. I'm like, I really did. I was laughing. I was like, I remember that. It was very... It was very I don't know. So there's a story immature. of a guy who did that. He tried to get on every club picture yeah. uh, in his high school, and it was a big joke of, like, he would just show up the day of the photo, uh-huh. and it was his big prank. And uh, you know who that was? Who? Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I've seen a documentary about Jeffrey Dahmer, and there's also a movie they made called, like, My Friend Dahmer, and it's about, like, his high school, wow. the high school version of him when he first committed his first murders. And like his high school friends, he was known as like a big prankster. And that's one of the things they did. They went around and like, we should join the chess team just for that one day and get on the. So there's all these photos where the schools have had to go back and like whitewash his history. And like, I was actually members of the club. I didn't remember all of them. (laughs) And I did. What I'm saying is, John, tell me where you were on the days of. (laughs) The number of people I killed would not be anywhere near the number. No. Yeah. So, yeah, but that is interesting. So you and Jeffrey Dahmer have that in common. <laughs> that and people would always say, like, John was such a nice guy. They always said that about, he was such a nice guy. That's why uh, uh, Todd Hawkins, who used to manage me back in the day when I was touring with Tim a ton, he managed Tim as well, his brother, and he's a genius business guy. But he used to say, like, he forbid anybody in the office to refer to anyone as nice. Like, if they're working with a client, oh, this seems like a great place for Tim to go do a show. They're such nice people. He'd be like, really? Give me something. Yeah. Like he was like, whenever someone is a serial killer, the neighbors always say he was such a nice guy. Yeah. He was like, he would take that, he would take that, uh, adjective out of the equation. That's funny. 
And I'm, we've talked about that before, like with the shepherd's guide or like if somebody shows up at your house and they're like, I'm a Christian painter. You're like, but Ugh, can you paint? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm a Christian plumber. Does the toilet go like this or go like this? Like, does the water go down? Yeah. <laughs> when you flush? I had someone the other day and I'm, I'll be very vague just in case. Oh, boy. But I had someone that I had to have a difficult conversation with about a um a service that they're providing that's you know wow this is super vague a, a part a part of <laughs> a, a financial arrangement <laughs> and to have that talk and they did they they kind of responded with after I finally it was nice about it but like hey I got this has to work differently okay mm-hmm. and they responded like with telling me their testimony yeah as well yeah and it was like a because they know I'm a believer and, and all those things and, and they know I'm a pastor and and I, I'm always honored to hear somebody's story in that. Really, really was. And and maybe it gave context even to, to – I don't know if it gave any context to why things weren't going as well as I wanted them to. But the connection is always good. But I did feel like – hey, don't – like, you know, there's a moment in time if I'm – You feel I'm, like it's being manipulated. Right. If I'm point. washing your car, it's great that I'm a believer. You know, also, mm-hmm. if you're paying me to do it, you're probably just going to make sure I do that as well. So – it's and a, you rejecting him that day is now a part of his testimony, which is the best part. You're right. like, and then other people rejected me. <laughs> you're you're a layer in his story. No, that's a big uh, rule. Like when we talk to like people who do church market comedy, like I do, I do like what you call, like. Some people would call it Christian comedy. I really don't like that. Um, I feel like when people hear Christian comedy, they think it's like safe or they feel like it's going to be very vanilla and boring. So I really don't market myself that way. But I do a lot of work in churches, and so that's fine. Uh, however people market me. But when I'm talking to like a young person who wants to get into that, a young comic, I'm always like, <laughs> that's the one rule we always talk about. If you're bombing, do not go into your testimony. <laughs> like, <laughs> just sit there and bomb. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't look for the escape hatch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's so funny. You're just hurting the entire genre when you do that. If I, I, I think I've grown a little bit as a speaker. If I ever felt like I've lost them, what I used to do was was just dig in harder, uh-huh. try to ex- explain it more. Right. Or blame them for not being like – like if it's kids, when you're a youth pastor, you're like, you guys need to focus. You know? <laughs> it's like instead of, they're going, be more interesting. I you're like, no, yeah, this is on you. I don't think I did that very much. It's your dumb devices. <laughs> you're on your phones. We didn't even – you didn't have that really. I'm thing. serving hot meals when spiritually. Did we, when did you stop youth pastoring versus when the iPhone and smartphones – Oh. I can remember. Did you get out? Did you get out by the skin of your teeth before it became like a really pervasive thing? I can remember when we had graduated our a couple huge classes, seventh grade through seniors. Yeah, and and it was emotional. Like, mm-hmm. and it was like seeing your kids walk off to you know the next stage of life, and oh, you know, here we go. And I remember being down there, and I had predominantly middle schoolers. And I remember a bunch of them texting while I was talking, and that was very, very new. Yeah. Because you remember our kids. I mean, we had kids goof up and stuff, but you'd have 100 kids in there. I could preach straight from Hebrews for 45 minutes, and I'd be telling jokes and fart stories and stuff in, in between, just like the writer of Hebrews does. Just right. it's, <laughs> it's already in there for you. <laughs> but they would they'd do that, and then they'd go, we'd go into the next room, me and 35 teenage leaders. Uh-huh. And we talk about how the night went, and they—I mean, like they were—they were like truly in, you know. I yeah. mean, they were kids, and we all screwed everything up, made mistakes and stuff. But they were like excited to be there. And I just remember, like, 
I wasn't used to not being able to hold them because of a device. Uh-huh. And I, I, I thought this might be time. Like, I don't know what to do with this because I don't want to be the guy up there, you know, just yeah, going off. Out or taking up people's phones. I mean, you almost would have to be. Yeah. These days, like if you really want, hey guys, if we're going to have a real conversation in a circle, I would. I'd be like, we're going to put the phones in this bin. And- I don't know how you keep, if you're a teacher, how you not just keep their attention. How do you keep them from cheating with the phone? Well, like I, I know that that's the thing because people just look it up on Google or whatever. From what I hear among kids today, Johnny, uh, <laughs> tell me what the tell me what the kids are saying on the street. Cheating is just rampant. It's not even considered like wrong. Huh? I have to, you know, Sadie doesn't cheat, but I'll tell her like when I'll see what other kids or hear about other kids or hear from other parents, and because you're right, the devices are all this. I just go, honey, I just want to remind you in case you ever forget because apparently. Every school in America, these kids are all just cheating like crazy, and it's just kind of normal that that's not okay. <laughs> like, just co- just because it's common yeah. or normal doesn't make it right. Mm. So, come on now, guys. So, just, you know, that's still lying. I mean, you're still giving an answer that's not yours. Because right. um, it used to be you'd get the kid, you would cheat off if you had somebody, you'd sit next to somebody smart. Right. You'd look off their paper. But now you have the smartest kid in the world in, in your, your pocket. pocket. <laughs> right. And so right next need... to your phone. Because I would oh, wait. <laughs> That's right. It's a tiny kid that you carry around with you. <laughs> Free the tiny kid. 2021.com. So, but yeah, so I would always be, a, yeah, I, I don't, I'm trying to remember if I've ever cheated, cheated. Uh, maybe once or twice I looked off somebody's paper in a panicked moment. I was pretty good at taking tests, though. Yeah. Because uh, I had a good memory. I don't know that I, may, I don't know that I comprehended everything. My comprehension wasn't necessarily oh. great, but I could vomit it back out yeah. and hold it in the next day, put it on paper. And I had little mnemonic devices that I had developed by the time I was in high school. I have a whole college career based off of exactly what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I could do that. And then uh, and now when I read, it's to like, I want to learn. I want to be like, oh, this is something I didn't know. And now I know it. Yeah. But, uh, but back then it was just like, just get through this horrible moment and get the grade on my paper. Yeah. And so my parents don't yell at me or whatever it is. You're ter- terrified of failing or whatever. Yeah. But um, but I would procrastinate. I mean, it's always been a procrastinator, and I still am that for sure. I never really grew out of that. I'm all about like, if somebody gives me a deadline, I can produce. But if I'm just left to my own devices, like, oh, you have a month to get ready for this test? All right. Well, I'll see you in about 29 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny. That reminded me of the endorsement book when you said that, by the way. It's, it's apropos for this mm-hmm. conversation. Um, the, the Remember the whole endorsement versus outdoorsman yeah, language? Yeah. And for the outdoorsman being left his own devices just means he's, you know, allowed to. Allowed to get on all of his devices, which is what kids are right, right now, and that's why they're cheating. Endorsement's why left his Sadie's going to be summa cum loud, oh. and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, she's got the new. Right, but she can't spell dog or whatever, so. <laughs> <laughs> but her iPhone can. She just dictates it into the... I will say when I help her with math, when they say, and I understand why, because I was a math teacher, but the, like, you can't use a calculator. I will turn to her and say, Sadie, there's never going to be a moment in your entire yeah. life where you can't use a calculator unless your plane crashes somewhere and you're stranded. Like, you will always have a calculator. Yeah. You will always have a phone, a watch, whatever. If your you- plane crashes, it'd be great to be able to be like, well, at least I still got this calculator. <laughs> I mean, sure. It's like, I don't know what you're going to need it for. Sure, I've got two broken legs. Okay, but... I've got, I want five coconuts off of this tree <laughs> times. Yeah, to carry the five. Use, uh, yeah. It, it, it's one of those things like you're always going to have this device. Yeah. Same thing with handwriting. Why, why do we 
like my handwriting is atrocious. Yeah. You can't read it. And I write for a living. So it doesn't wait, matter. I want you to I want to know if John Driver has ever cheated in school. No, I didn't cheat. Uh, I did, did anyone I, ever che- did you ever let anybody cheat off you? No, not intentionally. Yeah. If I saw an answer or something like I, but I never the thing was I was unhealthily terrified of displeasing God on things like that. Oh, right, okay. And plus, I generally was going to make a pretty good grade. I was like you like I would cram things in and yeah. um but it I wanted to see how I could do. Like it was almost I'd rather beat myself. I want to I want to compete against yeah. how I've studied, see how this goes out, but that's not a righteousness thing, Johnny. Cuz I wasn't. I'm just saying. Yeah, John, you're very gifted. Uh it must be great. <sighs> So this is about about speaking about like things that you have hangups in your head. I read this a Twitter thread and I wanted to go over it today because I thought it was something we could talk about. Uh, it's this guy named Blake Burge and he posts these little threads with tips on it every week. It's yeah. really interesting. Like Twitter can be such a cesspool, but every now and again there's like now again there's be people who post like helpful things. Yeah. So this guy posts a few threads a week. This one says your mind can be your worst enemy, but it's not your fault. Cognitive distortions and he capitalized cognitive distortions like it's a category. I don't know are to blame here are 10 to be aware of learn from and overcome so this one's uh, the first one is all or nothing thinking Mm. uh you see things in black and white no shades of gray no middle ground you focus on extremes for example good or bad success or failure outstanding or terrible but reality lies in the middle dude i always do that all or nothing yeah i'm definitely yeah you i never do that i think that's an interesting thing too when you have like uh if you ever talk to like somebody who does marriage counseling or something they say don't do always and never statements. Oh, I, I teach that. Yeah, because that's a very – and I, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. You lot, always do this. We never – whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like that. it's not true, but it – No. It, it's just your way of like getting their attention, I guess. It's a very wounding thing. Laura and I came yeah. up – That no one taught me that. Laura and I figured that out the hard way. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, you keep saying we always yeah. – you always – and it hurts, you know. It was like, right. oh, okay, you're right. So, yeah. Uh, so that was one. So all or nothing. Overgeneralization, the belief that a single occurrence or event correlates to future events playing out in a similar fashion. I got fired leads to I'll never keep a job. If I fail a test, I'll always get bad grades. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, so one misstep equals this broad pattern in your mind. If you make one mistake, yeah. it's going to lead to this. Yeah, By we, the way, I do all of these, so I'm really concerned about my <laughs> Yeah, we call that tornado thinking. Yeah, uh, because it's very easy for all. Actually, Sadie and I are the two who really do it, and that is, yeah, some uh, uh, two bad things now turns into ten in my mind. Right, and I put it all. It's together. a system. Yeah, the world's. I will. I will. I will. In an unhealthy state, really begin to believe. Yeah. That in fact, I had to write in my daily declarations that, and remind myself, I'm not randomly destined to utterly fail. Yeah. Because that's that's the conclusion of that is this is all against me. Right, it's like, it headed. sounds narcissistic, but you're just that's how you get if you get negative enough. So all right, here's one mental filtering. This mm. is the distortion where our brain focuses only on the negative aspects of a given situation. We filter out the positive. Um, oh, I do that. Too. Yeah, I think I do that one. <sighs> I think part of that is because and this sounds like I'm just blaming my job, but you're kind of I have like a what I would call like a BS filter. Where I'm always looking for someone's angle, or I'm always looking for some yeah. thing, and I think it's made me filter out positive and only look at like, well, yeah, you're. If somebody comes in and they're all like bright and cheery, I'm just like, what's this guy's deal? Like, 
It's like, I want to wipe the smirk off this guy's face. What's yeah. his deal? And that's not good, but there, I definitely do that. It's one. also a sixth thing, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah, to not be able to see your successes. Okay. Uh, and, and it's something I talk to my therapist friend about because I will. You look for the. I don't the see what. The yeah, thing. I don't see what, what good I did. Yeah. It's always on to the next good thing I need to do. Yeah. That's in here, too, by the way. It's more specific. Yeah. Mind reading. Uh, when we jump to conclusions and assume we know what the other person is thinking, uh, don't assume you know how someone feels. Ask, be quiet, listen. We could all do better at that. Hmm. Fortune telling, which seems like the same thing, but it says, uh, this distortion manifests in our tendency to worry about what we think might happen. Yeah. Um, so it says, uh, stop thinking about all the reasons you know something won't work and focus on why it will Interesting. This one's one I'd never heard before. It's called Heaven's Reward. Have you heard of this? Uh-uh. Heaven's Reward is the belief that one's hard work, sacrifice, and effort will result in a specific or just reward. Here's the truth. There are times when no matter what you do, the outcome you desire will not happen, and that's okay. Often the reward is the trip, not the destination. That's really good. Yeah. No, and th- th- there, yeah, that's, that's getting into some um, – there, there is a sense of we lived that way in this church for a long, long time. Yeah. The, like it's going to pay off. It's, it's going to whatever. Yeah, it's coming, and it's going to pay off in the way that we think it will. Yeah. It's going to – there's a picture in your mind of what it will look like, and anything short of that, it feels like a failure or we didn't get what we deserved or whatever. And you're right. I project such a high um, utopian mm-hmm. outcome. I did that with this book release. I think I talked about it a little bit. There are expectations yeah. that are so high that maybe I met I met fifty percent of them, yeah. which is way higher than anything I have experienced before. But there's still a scarcity mindset of disappointment because it wasn't a hundred percent. Well, I think when you live in that mindset too of not just it's not just a matter of like, well, my hard work will pay off. What it does is it leads to the other belief, which is anyone who has a hardship just must not be working hard. Yeah. Like it leads to what libertarianism and conservatism, the root of it is basically like you, yeah, you are getting the fruit of what you uh, are working towards or not working towards. It's a bootstrap mentality. So yeah, so we think it's all good. Oh, well, we work hard, we get things, but yeah, when it doesn't work out, then what? And you're also thinking the polar, you're thinking the other extreme about other people. You're not thinking about the, the outliers who may fall through the cracks while they work five jobs or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. interesting. I've never heard of it called Heaven's Reward, though. That's an interesting concept. All right. This one's called should statements. I should be married. I should be wealthier. I should be in better shape. Stop worrying about who you should be and do what you should have done. And what you should have done, uh, are, odds are you're setting unrealistic standards. Where are you now? How can you improve? So, like, starting where you are. We talked about that with, like, email list gathering today. We talked about, the, like, we need to be gathering email lists and database because, like, social media, you have no control over it. Right. But I was saying at lunch, like the old Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Yeah. Like just start where you are rather than be like, I should be whatever. Yeah. And let that be like this hammer that you hit yourself on the head with every day. Yeah. I had a meeting this week where a guy was talking to me about that stuff and I was so upset with myself because of where I drove people on some of my latest interviews at this fall, this big exposure and I didn't drive them in the right spot maybe. Yeah. And there's a sense of I should have. By the way, I've done every one of these. So right, far. no, all yeah, of them. Yeah. Every one of these. And it's just a matter do. of like, are they control? Are they life controlling? Yes. Probably like one or two. Like, like one of one or two of them probably are more, you know, uh, intense. These are the reasons I study the enneagram and go to therapy. Like yeah. everything you're saying. Uh, this was called discounting the positive. Ugh. 
Ever have trouble accepting a compliment? Pass off success as merely luck or circumstance? You're discounting. The next time you receive an award or praised for a job well done or are simply told you're good at something, maybe you actually are. And then the next one is ca- catastrophizing, which I'm huge on. The greatest fear most people have is fear of the unknown. When we're unsure what will happen, our mind begins to wonder, worry and doubt creep in. We begin to assume the worst. Trust the process. The odds are your worst fears uh, will be realized are slim. The odds that your worst fears will be realized are slim. So, yeah, the, the horrible thing that you're thinking is yeah. like a tiny percent. But if you're letting it dominate your life, now it's this crippling thing yeah. that's keeping you from moving forward. Uh, always right is another one. This distortion happens when we place the need to be right above all else. We ignore the evidence, dig in our heels, and double down on our position. This is a fool's game. Know what you don't know. Admit when you're wrong. Learn and move forward. So that was the last one. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think almost everybody that that's listening probably has the – just we didn't have names on them. Yeah. But they're, they're mind-controlling, mind-altering – Distortion. Who was our source again? Let's make sure we. It's a guy named Blake Burge. Okay, Blake A Burge is his uh, yeah. Twitter account. Thank you, Blake, for that. I mean, the deal is, uh, yeah, I think I think each one of those in some capacity. I wonder if people who are not in their own heads. I do think people who are not in their own heads. Every, everyone's in their head a little bit, but I wonder if yeah, how, when you see people who are like super productive and you just go, "What are they doing that I'm not doing?" Well, sometimes they're productive because they're trying they're they're trying to outrun i spent the first 25 to 30 years of my life outrunning those things yeah i stay in motion even with prayer and i'll say prayer does prayer does something to me like a real time that it does seem to put out the fires yeah because part of it is me mentally organizing the problem and articulating it to another yeah that's what we do in therapy so i'm articulating it to one that i trust the most and I sense immediate peace. Right, you're releasing it a yeah, little bit. I've said, hey, yeah. this is what it is. This is what I'm scared of. This is what I'm worried about. Um, so that that's a very, if I, you know, but I did though with with busyness and accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, well, you know, look, I can't get this feeling to go away. Just work harder, you know. Um, and I think there's some. This is what's weird. I was I was reading a book too uh, by John Mark Comer um, called Live No Lies. It's a big book right now, and. You know, he makes a comment in there that one of the lies is is that you stop you stop believing that you should work hard or that what you do doesn't. You start you you stop believing that it matters. Yeah, because you know you can get so deep into our postmodern, pick everything apart, try to figure out all the things you're thinking. I said something to our one of our mutual friends who's not traditionally a big fan of the Enneagram. We're having a talk about it was a really great talk, like two hours. <laughs> He'll know who he is when he listens. And he said something to me. I, I told you know we were talking about how relationships work, and how me helping to know my type or someone else's type allows me to communicate better with them, or vice versa, or know why I'm triggered by this or whatever. He said, "Yeah, but I already know that about all my friends. Like you're putting a type to it and describing yeah. it, but you're you're not describing things I don't already know." Mm-hmm. And I said, "That's true. You may already know what you guys do, but right. what you probably don't know is why." That's yeah. why I do this. Yes, I'm aware of the patterns of all these things, but I'm trying to discover why. Because when I know the motivations behind them, it's a whole different ballgame. Yes, I know my wife over 20 years has done this. Mm-hmm. And I can just adjust to that and just be like, well, this is what we do. And maybe I'll still – that may still be the ultimate outcome of the action. But when I understand why she does that, it removes that stinger 
somewhat from it. Like she's not just trying to hurt me with it. Yeah. Because that's always the assumption. Like if you loved me, you wouldn't do that. Well, if people are seeing the world literally differently than you see it and you haven't made room in your mind for the idea they might see the world differently than you, you just assume we all see it the same. And those who are are hurting you with their actions or thoughts or words, that they're almost intentionally doing it to you as mm-hmm. opposed to what they're doing is their life and their way. And it might be hurting you, but do you know why? It's not because – they were just out to get you usually. Like you said, your worst fears usually don't come true on that. It's because they have a different way of seeing what's happening and and your two reactions to those two different ways of seeing the world are, you know, causing friction among themselves. So at least it helps to know why, in my opinion. But you can get into the why. I started the whole diatribe with, you can get into the why too much. Now you're just sitting around all the time in your own head and you don't go mow the grass or whatever. Like you're going to have to mow the grass, Johnny. You have to work hard. I don't want. Johnny, go home right now. <laughs> so it is no happening because we have that we have that last warm spell. So you see people mowing in December. It's such a strange thing. They're turning that, that, that last cut. I still have, have these straggly yeah. wild onions in your yard, the little patches, and you're like, I need to mow those before it gets too cold. And I have this one last day, and I'm I'm not doing. It. I'm going to go ride my bike today. <laughs> yeah, and I have leaves in my yard. I need to mulch up one last time. Yeah. But I don't know, Johnny. What are you going to do though? What can you do? But um, did you, you didn't get any storm damage, though, right? I did not. Yeah. No. Because I knew we had some people in our church that had some damage. And, yeah. Uh, and thoughts and prayers, man, to our yeah, friends in Kentucky and West Tennessee. Yeah, it's and, been brutal. Yeah. It's, uh, been My uh, basketball goal fell over. I have one of those that has, like, the base where you uh-huh. put water in it or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it fell over my driveway right where my car would have been, but I was at the airport. My wow. car was at the airport. And so Curry sent me a picture of it, and she was like, yeah, this would have been real bad. Yeah. It was like, just crashed down. And uh, it's uh, it's gone. the The rim is all bent up. So did you haul it off? I've, uh, no, it's still there. I've tipped it back up, and I'm just waiting for it to blow over again. This is a, this is right before you asked me to borrow my truck. That's what's coming can next. I? <laughs> I'm gonna strap it to the roof of your hybrid, and I can tell you that. Uh, no, Ugh. I got two. Our cars are all tiny now. Yeah. Well, they're not tiny, but they're just not. They're not really made for hauling stuff in. No. Well, you have a friend you could use. I mean, borrow. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. See what it did there? See, I know you didn't say that to hurt me. That's just you living <laughs> your life. That's how you see the world. I know enough about you. And it's wrong. You're um, deflecting. You're using humor to deflect your actual uh, intense problem with me borrowing your truck. See, I rarely ever do that. <laughs> That's the thing. I won't make a joke with you unless it's a real joke. I hate passive aggressive humor. Like yeah. it is my, I will call it out. If I, if I think I will yeah. look at him and go. Laura called me out on one yesterday. She's like, oh, I was just joking back. She's no, I can tell by your tone. Oh, okay. You know, that there was a little bit more to it. Right. And because it drives me crazy. I would much rather, you know, I don't do small talk very well. And so like, it's just like a, no. So Johnny, you're welcome to my truck anytime. I actually don't mind at all. I would never joke with you if I really and, and if any of our listeners want to borrow John's truck. Guys, yeah. Uh, just send an email to john at johndriver.truck. <laughs> and, sure. Uh, yeah. We need to have that as a level in the Patreon. <laughs> Or you could be like, you give a certain amount, and you get access to the truck for two hundred dollars a month. You could you could borrow my truck three times any given month. Need to haul off an old recliner? <laughs> well, look, I'm going to call call in a favor here. Now, I live in Wisconsin. That's right. But, but. Yeah, that's funny. That's very funny. Um, well, uh, hey, listener, we hope you've, you've enjoyed the time because we have, haven't we, Johnny? We've enjoyed. We this always time. do. It's yeah. a great. It's a great time. Yeah. And thanks for thanks so much for being a part of the show and supporting and and uh, just listening because we hear so we hear from you guys 
so much and uh, I have friends who listen um, and friends who just like I've, they've become friends because they're listeners. That's pretty yeah. neat. And uh, they've been reaching out and say they really enjoy the show. And uh, it's been a tough year and a half or so for a lot of people. And we appreciate that we've been a part of your uh, your journey in whatever way. So thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go and leave us. We actually have quite a quite a few reviews on uh, I know the Apple podcast uh, app. And so, if, you know, yeah, if you do that. It helps people find the show. Having give us a rating or review, that'd be great. Uh, don't think that your voice doesn't matter because it does. Uh, you can also go and uh, review my book if you've read it. Not so black and white book dot com. Yeah, not so white black. Not so black and white. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Your I don't book. remember. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Go go to Amazon and um, you can leave us a review there or a rating if you don't have time to write a whole review. That'd be fine. But if Johnny saw a five star rating, we did get our first two star. Oh man! But it was just a rating, not a review. Oh. But they're like all five stars and like a three star and a two star for the book. Yeah, but uh. but it's average still shows five star. Okay. So uh, yeah. So you can't. You're saying it's like you can't be defeated by these people and they're. I'm negativity. saying like there's not your negative energy is just making us stronger. Okay, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's funny. But yeah. Strike me down, and I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> but seriously, leave a five star. Yeah, but seriously, <laughs> we need uh, your help. <laughs> yeah, go and check it out. Uh, we appreciate that. We're having we're having important conversations in that book. So you can also check out all of Jolly's comedy on Drybar, Amazon, anywhere comedy TikTok. is sold. Yeah, he's all over TikTok now. Did you hear about uh -huh. it? <laughs> he's not intimidated at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hip. I'm with it. Come watch Johnny poison his dog on TikTok. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for giving us a few moments. We'll see you next week on Talk About That. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.